How does passion, a great story, being fast, trusted and aggressive contribute to success? There can be no doubt, leadership is what separates a place of work from a place to work. But what makes a good leader? Welcome to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast on leadership. It's for leaders. It's by leaders. Here are your hosts, Jim Livingston and John Nielsen. So, John, very excited about today's show. We've got Walter Dahl, the founder and CEO of SingLife, deputy chairman of SingLife's Visa. Walter's joined us to sort of talk about SingLife, their journey, his journey as leader, and to share some really practical advice on leadership. Um, Hi, Walter. Thank you very much for your time. Really know you're busy and we've, you've bent over backwards to give us this time, so really do appreciate it. Sure, great to be here and thanks for inviting me to, to share my views. And for those people who haven't heard of SingLife, could you just tell us a little bit about the organization? Sure. So SingLife is a fully functional life insurance company based on digitalization and, and, and technology. Uh, and uh, we were founded in 2014 and got our licenses in 2017 as a, as a fully licensed life insurance company in Singapore. And that was, uh, at that time, that was, we were the first new life insurance company to get an independent, an independent license uh, in the last 40 years. And we've grown from strength to strength. Uh, we were built on the belief that um, the life insurance business, so the life insurance company industry was uh, lagging behind other industries in terms of technology and, and, and customer experience. And so we thought we could just build it better than what currently existed. And that's what we did. We, uh, we built great tech, we built great products, we raised good capital, we had a phenomenal relationship with our regulator uh, to build this digital life insurance company, which, uh, which has, has grown from strength to strength over this time. And so that was where we started. We built a great customer experience and great technological engagement around insurance, and that's given us an impetus to get where we are. Now where we are with the uh, Aviva SingLife story, we've now taken all of the best of our, uh, our, our um, SingLife capabilities and marrying that with all of the best of the Aviva businesses. Now, the Aviva business has been ex- exceptionally great at um, uh, you know, deep product capabilities, quality advice, uh, and having already an existing customer base of over one and a half million, we can take the technology side that SingLife does and marry it with the executional uh, brilliance of what the Aviva business has and bring this better, better together Aviva SingLife business to bear as we now see it. Amazing story. So you obviously had a lot of success in your career. Can you share with us a little bit about your journey as a leader? Yeah, so you know, coming through the uh, the the executive world, my background really was as I'm an actuary, uh, and um, I, I started out in South Africa, came to Singapore in 2000. I spent some time in uh, Japan and in India, but then Singapore became my home full time in, in 2005. Um, I've been through consulting businesses. I've been uh, you know reinsurers. I was uh, working with HSBC as the CEO of their insurance business for some time. I was an executive of the bank. On the, on the bank exco, the, the asset management firm. Uh, and so, you know, the, the, my own personal development was really just to say, actually, I got to a point in my life where I really wanted to be uh, in control of my future destiny rather than, um, you know, I wanted to, to own the bus, not drive the bus, if you know what I mean. I wanted to just be, uh, you know, do what I wanted to do and, and work with people that I wanted to work with. And, and that drove a uh, uh, a passion around entrepreneurship and and uh, and, um, uh, and and all that. So, but what the problem is is that when you're a successful a startup business, you eventually become the thing that you you didn't want to you, you went away from. Is you know successful startups become uh, incumbents, 
uh, and, uh, you know, just the story of, of how these things transpire. But, you know, it's hard work and perseverance and you can do all sorts of stuff. And if you think back over that sort of transition from, you know, getting on the bus, starting your own bus, what were some of the biggest challenges with making that transition? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the entrepreneur startup world is a, is a hard place because it's filled with absolute uncertainty. You, you know, you don't have a, a, a you know, a regular checkbook, uh, you know, check or payslip at the end of the month. You have to get, get by and you're 100% uh, accountable or, or your, your results is, is only of your efforts and you've got nobody to, uh, to, to rely on. And so that's, that's incredibly hard. And, and definitely not for everybody. Some people love that kind of um, um, risk and thrill. Yeah, um, I am one of those people. I, I, I love the uh, the, uh, the challenge. Uh, and some people really find it incredibly um, uh, intimidating and um, uh, you know difficult. So it's not for everyone. But uh, you know, for those that that it's where the shoe fits, it, it's a, it's 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 an incredibly fulfilling um way to spend your time yeah so so uh based on on my research yeah what has been the most significant change in your role since you moved from a ceo to a deputy chairman because that's what i saw in the internet yeah so as, as the ceo of the the sing life business the sing life business was a or you know is a, a fully functional life insurance business but obviously the aviva sing life story together is a much much bigger animal, um, and uh, you know where we where we where we combine these businesses. The decision was that the you know Nishit, the CEO of the Aviva business, is a, is a well pedigreed, stable CEO, having delivered excellent results, and he had all the pedigree needed to to lead the pro, the combined businesses. But obviously, that's a Singapore a Singapore focused um, delivery. Uh, my job now as the deputy chairman is to look at all the things that can happen in the future. So. Um, uh, regional development, uh, uh, some uh, investments in, in 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 other tech, some PR, those kinds of things that we're doing as a in the internationalization of our business, um, which is not really the day to day stuff of the executional CEO. It's just a little bit more more um, um, uh, inspirational. Obviously, uh, in my history in in, in building the Sing Life business. Uh, it, my job is to advise the CEO going forward in, in, in everything that where he, he seeks my counsel, uh, because you know the you know my particular skill set is is uh, all around um, uh, engagement, entrepreneurialism, innovation, which is slightly different from the day to day uh, you know uh, grinding of the the, the profit making uh, business, which is the you know the ordinary course. Uh, so it's it's a quite a neat dynamic where we can get people to focus where their skills are at, uh, and find complementary ways for 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 the team to get the most out of our combined business. As you sort of move higher up that sort of hierarchy, so to speak, how do you still stay connected to the business? Uh, it's it's a personal thing. I mean, I'm I'm one of those guys that uh, loves to be in the absolute weeds. I think if you're a if you're a uh, you know, you're a startup guy. You, your your um your makeup is your response. Your skills are responsible for everything. And actually, the the hard thing for me is actually to let it go, and uh, and let other people who are more able to 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 be in there uh, know it. And so you get in my case, I've kind of got this neat balance where 
I let all the guys do all the stuff that they got to do. They all know exactly what they got to do. But uh, we've got the kind of tech and infrastructure where I can see visibly everything that's going on in the organization at any point in time. All of our communications, Slack messaging, uh, confluence pages around how we um, deliver architects, uh, deal with issues. It's all available for the entire organization to see so that we can all chip in or otherwise uh, whenever we do. And so because I'm interested in where the business is going constantly and, and where the challenges are, I, uh, you know, I stick my nose in, but I don't, uh, I don't, um, I don't uh, interfere with the decision-making of, of what needs to happen. The guys need to do what they got to do, but they also kind of um, like to have the fact that I'm um, involved and interested and have a point of view uh, on, on stuff. And, I, and I'll just, you know, throw my point of view into the mix from time to time when I think it's, it's warranted and when I'll just stay silent when I'm, I think it's all completely going in the right track, but there's no, there's no kind of hierarchical decision-making process. The machine just works because you've got great people that, um, that, that execute. Yeah. Yeah. So if I would be one of the employees in your organization, having access to all of this, and I would ask you the question, what advice would you give me uh, if I would like to step up uh, to, the, to a CXO role uh, at the first time? What kind of advice would you give me as one of your employees and say, that is my next step, CXO? Yeah, so the, the great thing about having an open architecture environment on delivery is that the visibility of work is, is, is evident, yeah? So it's impossible to, you know, a lot of people work from home and just because they work from home, they, they can go shopping instead of being in the office. But if, you, if you're on Teams and, 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 and working in a digital environment and you're using some of the digital tools, it's impossible to, to, to not contribute. Or, or if you are going to not contribute, it's impossible very visible to everybody else and what happens then is that if when you're empowering everybody to to do stuff talent just automatically rises up because it's visible right if you're doing a great job it's visible to everybody else and so the, this whole idea that people need to physically do something to advance their career is erroneous there's nothing you need to do to advance your career other than your job right because if you do your job well and you're communicating with your teams properly and you're able to influence and direct them and talk about your, you know, add value to the process, automatically leadership will emerge. It's like if you have a, you know, Lord of the Flies, right? Uh, you know, a couple of guys will stand up as, as and take, take leadership roles because they are suited to those roles, right? And so it's, it's not about saying you know somebody needs to be developed or, or geared or, 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 or channeled as a as a leader. You either, in my view, have leadership capabilities, or you don't. And if you have the leadership capabilities, they will just shine or become evident. The harder you work, and the harder you work, the more people see that, and you will just naturally be um, be seen. Yeah. Uh, and that's how it's worked in thing life. We've had guys come in our organization, you know, as, you know, tech engineers or, or just uh, UX guys that, uh, and, and I remember UX guys that, that just said, oh, my job is to do a, you know, a Figma, you know, move some stuff on a page. And, and there's guys that say, well, actually, no, that doesn't make any common sense at all. Let's just, you know, rethink this. And then he kind of goes to the tech guys and say, oh, well, you guys don't get this. I'm trying to do this. And then you kind of, this natural, guy who came in over here he just kind of 
found his way up through the organization just because he took ownership, uh, which was fantastic. So it's an interesting, I mean, I love this concept that you're sort of, you're muting about, you know, the idea that the organization and what values the organization has and the culture and the way your organization works automatically rises people. Um, one of the things that we see quite a lot with people, particularly when they're put into leadership roles for the first time, is they really struggle with changing that mindset from being an individual contributor to being a people manager. Yeah. Um, I mean, as an individual contributor, you're constantly focused on yourself. But as a people manager, it's not just about you, it's about everyone else. Oh, that's right. And, and, it's, and well, there's, there's also a difference between people managing and project managing, right? And uh, there are two different things. So people managing means, you know, I'll approve your leave, yeah? And I'll, I'll check if you turn up for work every day. Um, that's people managing. But project managing is how do you get people to work towards a common good? Uh, and, and the project managing is way, way, way more important than the people managing, uh, yeah? And, and the, the project managing is a, is a natural talent. So the, you know, I always get concerned when people say, uh, you know, we're putting a leader in a, in a leadership role who's an individual contributor and he, he, he gets up into a leadership uh, role and he can't lead because he's so good as a, an individual contributor. The question then is, okay, well, should he continue to individually contribute and you just pay him more or, 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 or reward him more for his individual contribution because that's what he's good at? Um, or do you, you know, or do you say to him, okay, well, you know, or do you try and fix his leadership um, gaps? Uh, and and my view is, as I said earlier, I think you either are a people leader or you're not. I don't think it's a skill that you, you can get better at it over time. I think you can, but uh, if you if you if 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 you're um if you're forced into a leadership role, you know it's a it's a sink or swim thing, right? You either you either have to just do it and get on with it and um and and if not then just be comfortable as an individual contributor if you people are good or, or perform better when they're doing what they are comfortable doing or they are doing or they're working in a happy environment or they're low stress or they're you know they're able to 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 deliver in accordance with their skill sets right and then when you put someone out of his skill set and ask them to take leadership functions which they're clearly not comfortable with capable of or whatever then they're in the wrong job and we should just do something else anyway so um yeah long story short but if you know there's no point in putting square pegs in round holes exactly now I, I this resonates a lot with me and, and and also the other point you made if if you do your job well and go in with full energy and passion because you love what you do everything else comes automatically the visibility and uh, whatever might be next at cxo level so sing life has become quite a success story no doubt what do you think has been the secret to its success Passion, yeah, passion, and 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 uh, uh, and 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 exciting, excitement and challenge, and a view to change. We found that, you know, we started from a position of, you know, we had, you know, everything to gain and everything to lose, uh, because you're coming from a, a, you know, a startup kind of world where, you know, it's do or die, and there's no, there's no, 
um, there's no middle ground, there's no complacency. There is also this view that you've only got one chance to make a first impression, yeah? So if you're gonna make a first impression, go on a first date, build a brand, whatever, you do it to the maximum of what you have to do. You have to be on, um, you know, uh, full-time adrenaline pumping, uh, engaged um, delivery focus all the time because you have such a lot to prove. And what happened then for us was that that was that was that resulted in us being able to attract talent who were of that kind of mindset. We never we had no problem ever finding good people because uh, you know people liked or people who liked to 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 deliver and and, and good things they were naturally attracted to come with us. We also had um we had two you know I always say in our kind of my kind of world there's two ingredients to success in a um in a in a startup kind of world uh the first is um a great story you have to have something that people believe in and in our case we found that the single life product offering was incredibly valuable to customers people were looking for better returns on their cash people were looking for an easy way to execute their insurance so the 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 storytelling was great uh, but not only that, in the second side was that the momentum behind the storytelling was there. We, we were acquiring customers. The tech was getting better and better and better. And now with the Aviva Sing Life story and this all culminating into a, a much broader, bigger proposition, it's just a new chapter to deliver all those things, right? So the two ingredients for me was having a great story of going to market with that people believe in and secondly, living up to that story uh, in, in the momentum that you're building from a product and, and tech and everything else provision behind it. What sort of values were sort of underpinning the organization as you built it? And how are those values sort of changing now with, with the acquisition of Viva? Yeah. So when we started on, on the SingLife side, um, we picked values which we thought would help us to deliver our end objectives. And we were very simple. There were three values because I think anything more than three you can't remember anyway. So three it was. Number one was fast, yeah. Uh, number two was trusted, yeah. And number three was aggressive. So fast meant uh, you know you take the old adage: it's no longer big fish that eat small fish; it's fast fish that eat slow fish. Yeah. Fast means we run fast. We you you do first, and then you ask for permission afterwards. You know it's better to give us them a. Um, uh, you just go fast, yeah. Um, the, the third one really around aggressive is that we had to take a a, um, a challenger persona uh, in what we were trying to deliver because you know our industry and the insurance side is so lethargic in, in, in general that we had to aggressively challenge the status quo. We had to be aggressively in acquiring customers. Now, different people view that in different ways. Aggressive doesn't mean, you know, pick fights. It does mean be uh, be um, more demanding about how close you sail to the wind, how you challenge the status quo. That's the aggressive side. Uh, and trusted uh, is, 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 the, is the thing that binds it all together. We, we have a very, we've had had a very flat organization structure. Uh, we've, 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 you know, like I said, you know, leadership rises through. Uh, you have to have a team that trusts in the greater good and in trusting where we're going rather than you know um creating silos or political mentality or stuff this whole idea of trust across the organization uh, had to had to flow through so that was where we started now whether those were the right values or, or, or not um 
it doesn't matter. But the important thing is that we, we created a culture around that which drove the right kind of behaviors, which led to the success that we were able to achieve. So you obviously had an amazing time and uh, you were leading the insurance business at HSBC and then created SingLife and now the deputy chairman of the new huge company. We like to provide our listeners with kind of three really practical golden nuggets. So kind of advice looking at your career in terms of how to scale your business, okay, and scale yourself. If you would provide our listeners with three golden nuggets, what would they be? Yeah, yeah. I think that for me, the things I've always taken to heart is learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah. Challenge everything because just because it's been done the way one way in the past doesn't mean that's the right way to go about it in the future. And number three is believe that human beings are fundamentally good at heart that we all want the best outcome. And if I believe that you have the best intentions of the firm in place and that you believe that I have the best intentions of the firm in place and I trust that and I, I think you're a good person and I believe you're the best, then we will get along well, we will deliver great things together and we will have a great relationship. So you know, believe in the positivity of, 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 of outcomes and that uh, everybody is in this for the common good uh, and the common good will emerge. That's worked for me. And not, they're, they're three really interesting things because I love the fact that learning every day. I mean, it's one of the biggest challenges we have with people is, you know, continue to learn. Be, be hungry for learning because it's such a valuable, such yep. a powerful thing. Um, what would you say is your sort of Aviva's, thing like Aviva's sort of philosophy on people? And what sort of role do you play in sort of driving that philosophy? Yeah, so these are things that we are we're figuring out given that the new company is only just newly coming together. And then in any integration of a business, we have to solve some of these uh, these 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 challenges. The 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 great thing that we have on the the combined of either single life business is that we have both got teams which are very, very aspirational, innovative, and hungry to to perform. Both businesses have have delivered against the odds over the past years. Both have been stellar performers on the growth cycle so the, the the cultures are not particularly far apart right uh, so which eases the integration of what we've got to do obviously there's um every integration requires uh you know um uh, streamlining or or, or 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 making sure it all it works really neatly and so you have to get to all of that but at the end of it all you know living these kinds of visions around um you know being better than our former selves on a day-to-day -day basis is, is going to drive the new culture as it evolves I think uh, from a, a cultural perspective, you know, we've had a culture and SingLife had a culture and we will form something slightly new as things come, you know, come to bear in the future. We all, when we're all under one roof and, you know, all the legal stuff is all done from schemes of transfer and all that, it, it, it'll be a, a, a new evolution. But uh, as we've been saying constantly, it's, you know, we're better than the sum of the parts. We're better together and, and the team is, uh, is coming together really nicely. And what role do you play in driving all that? So from a board perspective, um, you know, we have um, you know, nomination committees and remuneration stuff and all the boardy kind of stuff. But uh, obviously, the kind of person I am is, you know, day to day involved with uh, people and what they what their aspirations are and how to think through stuff and, uh, you know, you know, debate and challenge the day to day activities that have to get delivered on. Um, and, um, you know, just be there for everybody and kind of nurture the thing to, to the best possible outcomes. That's, that's the best I can do 
uh, you know, at this at this stage of the game. Okay. So looking back at 2020, uh, which was truly a unique year, what would you do as a leader again, and what would you do differently? Yeah, we were very lucky through 2020 that our business was digitally enabled from the get-go. Yeah. Um, apologies, I've got a bit of noise in the background. Uh, but um, what would I have done differently? Not much, really. I think you know the, when you when you when you're 100% working to the best of what you you think you can do, um, the only thing that changes the outcome is luck. Yeah. So um, uh, I mean, I think we were very lucky through 2020 because the the environment actually benefited our business. Um, but um, what would I do differently? Pretty much nothing because the outcome has been glorious. And on that note, that takes us to the end of our second episode. So big thank you to Walter for your time. Um, Walter, um, if there was any sort of words of wisdom that you want to sort of leave with people as an imparting word, what would they be? Uh, drive fast and take chances. Um, you know, pedal to the metal. Uh, just, you know, give it a, put in 100% of your effort because if you're expecting an outcome, somebody else to do it, then you know you're you know you're not going to get the result you want. So just if, if you put in the work and put in the effort um, and stop complaining, um, good things will happen. Yeah, and yeah, simple as that. Thank you very much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Uh, John. Parting words. No, Walter. Thank you. Uh, there's so much to learn from that story and, and I like how you're bringing it across. Uh, what resonates with me is the speed, take risk and, and also be yourself and go in with full passion. Yeah, I love that. So, so thank you for sharing that. Um, Walter, really appreciate it. No, super guys. Apologies for the environment, a bit of a background noise, but otherwise uh, great, to, great to chat to you guys. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, stay tuned to the next episode of uh, On Point. We've got another great leader coming on the show. You've been listening to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast for leaders by leaders. Want to keep up to date or come on the show? Please visit www.northpoint-training.com slash onpoint.